0: You're listening to Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number six, with photographer Stacy Cott. What is going on, small business owners? I'm your host, Jake Naraki, and welcome back to another great episode of the Brilliant Breakthrough Podcast for the small business owner. Now, today we're going to be talking about a topic that you probably have not touched on since you started your business. Chances are it's been years since you reinvested or even reevaluated. What is it that I'm talking about? Your profile picture your headshot that one picture as they say speaks a thousand words about who you are what you're about your personality and as we know you have one kick at the can to truly make a great first impression and chances are you haven't updated your photo in a really long time for me I'm raising my hand right now I haven't updated my photo in like four years (laughs) and as we know in four years a lot can change and so to be relevant to show your new personality what you're about it's about time you invest into getting a new headshot. The reason why I, I'm determined or I'm, I'm telling you to do this is because I just got done with a great interview with Stacey Cott. She is a photographer. She's part of the Brilliant Breakthrough book that is going to be released November 8th, and her chapter is called Why Your Headshot May Be a Turnoff and How to Turn It On. Now, if this is your first time listening, you're thinking to yourself, whoa, 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 chapter, book, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Well, this Podcast in particular goes hand in hand with a book that is going to be released November eighth of twenty seventeen. That book is called "Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner: Fresh Perspectives and Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business." And throughout the framework of this podcast and the book, there are four pillars that we are hitting on. The first was profitability. We already completed that with three great interviews, uh, three brilliant practicing experts that have gone through the trenches that shared with us some great wisdom on how to increase profitability in our business. And now we're moving into the people chapter. Stacy is obviously the tip of the spear in the people section. And we are really gonna focus in on a couple of key topics when it comes to improving and making sure our headshot is a turn on. Because as we know, you wanna be mem- memorable, You want to attract the right people. You want to create a great first impression. And of course, you want to make sure that your picture represents your unique personality. So Before we get into that great interview, I want to offer you this. As a small business owner, you know that there's a gr- lot of great ideas and tips and tactics and tools and resources, but how awesome would it be if you could get yourself 100 free tips to help your business succeed in 2017 and beyond? You're thinking about to yourself, this is too good to be true. Well, it is because we have a great offer for you. All you have to do is go to our Bitly link, uh, exchange your email. We will provide you these 100 tips. All you have to do is go to the this link. It's it is B I T period L Y bit.ly forward slash brilliant biz B-I-Z book with capital Bs. You gotta use capital B's to get directed to the right location. Again, it's B I T period L Y forward slash brilliant biz. Book, go there, Exchange your e- type in your email uh, we'll do the exchange for you and we'll provide you 100 tips for you to have business success in 2017 and beyond and lastly too, if you want we have a free app, all you have to do is go to your app store, Android uh, or Apple go and type in brilliant, biz, B-I-Z, book and from there you should find it click on it, download it, find out more about the book, find out more about the authors find out all the great things that are going on in our world One last thing before we slide into the interview. When I was talking with Stacy, the beginning of the the interview was kind of full of this alien static stuff. I had to chop it off and and delete it. So we kind of flow right into the conversation with Stacy. She picks up at the point where she's just talking about her beginnings of understanding that people needed assistance with their headshots. She was looking on LinkedIn and she realized a lot of people are struggling and she felt that there was a need for small business owners to increase their... Their image out there for the world to see, and um, it's a great conversation. Stacy, great job, and again, we will see you on the backside. I appreciate you. Thank you. Here's the interview with Stacy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I guess four years ago when I restarted my career, I got onto LinkedIn, and I started looking at all these people that I know and didn't know and started making connections, and I saw these faces of like people in the dark, you know, you couldn't see their face or these really awful expressions, uh, you know, deep, dark kind of expressions, or, you know, uh, maybe a guy with a gal with his arm wrapped around her or a beer in the hand. And I'm thinking, this is a professional website. This is where people come to You know, meet other professionals, do business together, find jobs, you know, make these great connections. And people are putting themselves out there in a way that kind of makes you go, What are they doing on here? Like, you know, what are they trying to say with this picture? And I mean, I truly believe, you know, they say a picture can say a thousand words. I don't think that's maybe not a thousand, you know, but it does say a lot about you. And I think it's really important that people realize that they can really create a bad impression if they don't thoughtfully create a picture that expresses their professionalism, shows confidence, approachability, and maybe gives a glimpse of, well, it should give a little bit of a glimpse of your personality. I think that's really an important thing. So when I saw this LinkedIn stuff, I'm like, okay, it is my job, it is my (laughs) mission to change the face of LinkedIn.
0: Well cool. yeah.
1: that <laughs> yeah,
0: no no that's that's uh that's truth. And and obviously you have the skill of photography, you know the ins and outs of a good photo, a photo that represents good personality, and we'll kinda, you know, dive into that a little bit. But where did the love of photography spark? Was this a lifelong journey or did it just kinda happen recently?
1: Well, you know, I grew up around a lot of fashion magazines. My mom always had them laying around, and I was a latchkey kid. So I'd come home from school and raid the refrigerator and sit on the couch and watch TV and, and like, look at her magazines. And so I was always surrounded by these images of glamour and all of that, uh, you know, perfect makeup, perfect perfect everything, right, in a magazine. And so I kind of became interested in um, how people look, I guess. And I actually tried to emulate that to a certain degree, which was really, you know, it's really hard when you're five foot two to try to be this like tall skinny model with a big chest and long, you know, it just didn't (laughs) didn't work for me. But for some reason, um, I did realize there is an importance in how you look and, and it, it evolved, I guess, as I, you know, when I graduated from high school, I went on to cosmetology school and then I was a hairstylist. And so now I can help other people look good Um, And for me, it was always about finding your natural beauty, you know, finding something that looked good on you naturally, you know, without color, without perm, without, you know, just the right haircut, you know, just the right around right uh, shape for your face and that kind of thing. So I really I guess that's kind of how it started. And then I decided I want to go to art school. I don't even remember why that just was like, oh, I don't want to do hair for the rest of my life. Let's go to art school. I fell into graphic design, took a photography class and after I took that photography class, I was like, I just fell in love with the idea that I could create an image cool. yeah. on a piece of paper. And wow, you know, you in the dark room, you'd see it come up in the dark room. And it just fascinated me. And really, I didn't want I didn't think I'd ever photograph people. I thought, well, you know, I started photographing nature and all different kinds of things. But what I realized later on is that I have a really strong love for people. And I think. Um, capturing their character, their personality. I went on to photograph weddings and I, you know, uh, did kids portraits and all that kind of thing for quite a while too. And um, I loved capturing the spirit of people, the fun, the personality of people.
0: Yeah, that's uh you know, obviously, we all get drawn to photos, uh, nature, humans, uh, skylines. I mean, it doesn't really matter what it is. When we find that photo that resonates with us, it really connects. And National Geographic, I would say, probably does the best thing of, you know, uh, you know taking photos of people in natural elements of people from around the globe, you know, from rich to poor and all different, you know, Areas in between, and it's those pictures of people's eyes, or you know, that woman sitting down and you know, just you know, full of dust and you know, gunk that we just go, Oh my god, that is just an intense photo! And obviously, you try to pull that out of people. Um, how long did it take you to um grow this craft of pulling out? the best out of people because obviously anybody can just take a pic, you know, take a camera and take a photo with somebody, but you do it in a unique way that pulls out more. How did you discover that? And, and why did you feel it was needed?
1: Well, that's a hard one. Um, well, you made a really good comment before, uh, when you said it's the people's eyes, <clears throat> you know, when you make that connection with somebody, it's usually through the eyes. And, um, I I guess I think um I have a lot of background you know I I did hair for 10 years and I really learned how to you know make people feel comfortable and make people feel good about the way they looked and um I'm losing my track a little bit.
0: <laughs> no, it's all right. Just just like when it came to the headshots and stuff like that, like how, you know, obviously you have a unique way of how you pull out the best photos out of each person that you work with today. But obviously when you started on the path of you want to dominate the headshot space. And and bring more personality and charisma and emotions out of somebody's face, which sounds really <laughs> weird. Um, how did you develop that? You know, I mean, I know you said for the last four years you were doing photography and headshots, but how did you figure out your style and your approach?
1: Well, I think it it was an evolution, really. I think it started out as, ooh, I can get you know cool light and cool pictures and doing all that fun stuff like back in college. You know, back in like nine in the early '90s when I was in college. So it started out with like you know, cool images, maybe like shapes and lights. And then later on, I, I think I realized that there was something about certain pictures and people that I photographed that had more emotional connection and feeling. And that's when I started doing things a little bit more documentary style. But then when it comes back into working with, you know, a business person and doing a headshot, there has to be some level of control, um, you know, to create a shot that has that, that you can do a lot, you know, I'll, I'll do like a hundred pictures of you, for example, when I'm photographing you, but what makes that connection is when you lose that, oh my gosh, Stacy has a camera between her and me. And so, you know, I try to take that camera away by having conversation with you, making you think about other things, giving you a comfort level, And then, you know, using my expertise in lighting uh, to do, you know, change the light up to make it good for your face, because everybody's different. And then, um, you know, adding in my cosmetology. So, you know, I am concerned about the details of your hair and your skin and all of that, because in a picture, when bright lights are shined upon you, all of those little details really show. So I think it became like this combination of, you know, the hair, the makeup, the personality, the lighting, and now I have to make you feel like incredibly comfortable with me. Yeah. So yeah, all cool. of that is kind of what made me realize I think I had a skill that maybe a lot of other photographers didn't have with all the different background. True. And plus I worked on for twenty-some years as a commercial photography assistant with photographers from all over the place. So I learned a lot about, you know. Through different photographers, how to make good pictures and, um, you know, for advertising, you have to create a picture that has a connection, emotional connection to help sell a product or a service or a person.
0: Yeah. You do a great job, obviously, and uh, you're, you're truly transforming the industry of headshots. We'll get into a little bit here on, on what needs to happen for individuals that are listening to this uh, that cannot get in contact with you because they may be from around the country or around the world, and uh, we'll help those people out. But let's talk about the logistics here and, and kind of the tangible uh, things when it comes to identifying somebody's face. And you kind of give a lot of great references on ideas to kind of keep us pushing in the direction of kind of redoing our headshots or keeping it current and stuff like that. And one kind of quote that you state, which was pretty impressive, uh, you said, according to PsychologicalScience.org, it takes less than six seconds to form a judgment about you based on your appearance. What do you think about that? you think it's truth? Do you think it's quicker? Do you think it's it takes a little bit more? You need a couple of other variables like personality? Or do you feel that, yeah, that's pretty accurate?
1: Well, I think there's a difference between meeting someone in person and meeting someone online. Okay. So when you meet someone in person, right, you have that you're close. You get you know you have verbal, the physical, three dimensional, smell, sound. You know you, <laughs> you have all those things that you don't have on a on a you know on a two dimensional picture online. So um, I think judgments are made almost immediately. You know, it's like you're walking down the street, right, and somebody's coming towards you, and do they look friendly to you? Do they have a dog? You know, do they look like they're threatening? You know, sometimes you see people that are maybe like a homeless person or maybe someone who's drugged up or maybe someone who's wearing a business suit, you know, you see these different things and immediately it's a, it's a matter of like protecting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You make, you form a judgment. Um, so in, in person, it's a little bit different. So online, Yeah. I mean, I think you just automatically, it may have, uh, it may reference somebody that, you know, like, Oh my gosh, that, that picture looks like somebody I know. I can't stand that person. (laughs) You know, there's that too, but you know, you can tell if people are clean and neat looking by their style. You can tell if they're friendly or not. You can tell if they look professional. And I think sometimes people just aren't aware of, what they're putting out there and how that might feel to someone else because it doesn't matter what you think of it, it matters what other people think of it if you're using it as a headshot for business.
0: Yeah. And the one thing you state, um, you know, people need to feel something emotionally when they look at your headshot and when they look at you online. And you're right. I mean, today's world. You know, networking is, is dwindling art, right? Uh, in person, yeah. I should say. And online is skyrocketing from it every is. different type of social media and all different types of platforms. Um, so you're right. I mean, I, I believe what you're saying is that you need to have a, a good looking headshot. But what do you mean by feel? Like, what are we supposed to feel? And what, if I was getting a headshot today, what should I, how do I feel emotion into the viewer,
1: Well, it's kind of a hard thing. So usually what I have people do is I have people come up with like, what do they want to be? What do you want to be known for in your field? What kinds of things do you want people to know about you? Like, for example, I photographed a guy who is a financial advisor. He wanted people to know that he is serious. So in his picture, we did a picture of, you know, you know, he wanted to wear a white shirt and a tie because that is business for him. But he rolled up his sleeves and he loosened up his tie And, you know, he looked me right in the eye, but he had a serious look and he wanted that to be well known. Yet he still had that confidence look and that approachability look. So it's really a very fine line of of expression when you work with someone to get the right expression for them. Like I'm looking at your picture right now um, on our our Skype call here and and, um, you just look like this friendly sweet guy you have this big nice smile your eyes are squinched a little bit you're you know you look really happy you look like a a very fun loving kind of a a really fun guy good and you have like (laughs) it looks like you have a business shirt on so that gives you a little bit of that like you know you kind of you're caring about what you look like you're very well groomed um you know there's a lot of great things about that photograph I'm looking at right now that make you very approachable
0: cool well, first of all, thank you for that confidence boost i, I should uh, i'm 'm going to take that nugget and just that's going to be my ringtone or something you know <laughs> <laughs> you're confident but yet fun <laughs> um, well, there's one unique thing that you do with your clients i mean you, you try to bring out those emotions, and obviously, some individuals are very they know who they want to be known for. Um, yeah. I think the, the, the hard part is, you know, even for business owners or just, just individuals in the world as it rotates, we don't know who we are. We don't know what we really want to be known for. We're kind of all over the place. One, one minute we're, we're doing the finances and we're like scraping our head. The next minute, you know, we're, we're catching up on a football game. You know, we're all over the place. And so to yeah. ask somebody, who do you want to be is a really challenging question. What kind of exercise do you have them go through? You have them write down some feelings, right?
1: Well, sometimes, you know what I think the best thing to do is ask other people what they think about you. People that you know well and people that you trust will give you an honest opinion. Hmm. What do people think about you? And, you know, and then they can tell you what they base that on. You know, there's something I really didn't realize about myself. Uh, it was an exercise that we were doing at this Femme City Professional Women's Group that I'm involved in. And we had to write down three things about each person in the room and some of them we knew better than others, but we, you know, just based on our initial contact and initial conversation, maybe in the first half hour of networking, we had to come up with three words that described this person. And almost all of the people there wrote that I was creative uh, or arty or artistic and fun and I colorful, you know, and I was like, Oh, you know, I didn't really, I, I guess I didn't think of myself in that way. Um, but that really helped change how I realized how I was being perceived because it was about how people perceive me. And then I had to think about that. I want people to know that I'm creative and arty and that I'm fun. And, um, and yet I'm serious about what I do. I take what I do very seriously, but I'm going to make it fun. So when I work on, you know, the pictures that I have of myself and my branding and my marketing and all that stuff, I I take, my three words are actually sunshine, freedom, and love. Um, Those are the words that I came up with through a a very extended exercise that I did with another photographer, uh, Michael Cavada from Cincinnati. And I use those words and each of those words have multiple um, things connected to them. And when I, I use those words to choose and for everything I do, you know, Sunshine, freedom and love. Does this give me sunshine, freedom and love? Does this picture say sunshine, freedom and love? Hmm. This picture of me. So it is a self uh, discovery process. And there are lots of other exercises that you can do. And um, if you hired me to help you with your business personality, I have a Quite a big um, questionnaire that I have you fill out that gets some pretty deep thinking that gets you thinking about who you are, what's your vision, your mission, where are you going in your life, where do you, you know, where do you want to go and how does this picture and other things that I can do to help you align with that and help you get there.
0: Yeah. No, valid points and you know, to flip the script on you, I'm looking at your photo also. Um, and you know, you have a signature look, and, and I say that because you wear glasses, but the glasses are not the regular kind of glasses. I mean, they are the creative kind of, you know, hipster, old school, awesome, funny, classic kind of look that really bring out your personality. And obviously, I met you a couple times now, and and you rock those. You know what I mean? You 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 really use that as a staple to identify who you are, your personality. And it comes a lot through the objects that we all wear, um, right. if you wear glasses or not, or what you wear for a shirt and not, and all those different types of things. I guess in, in today's world, there's a lot of popularity. This is more a question just for your own. I just want to see what your response is. Sure. You know, like, uh, Mark Zuckerberg or, you know, um, uh, you know, those, those big CEOs, the, the big thing now is like wearing the same clothes and, yeah. you know, like just a t-shirt and jeans and, you know, like Steve Jobs always wore the black turtleneck and stuff like right. that. Now, are they doing that because that's their signature or are they doing it because they're so serious about their business they don't care? Because as you can read through Success Magazine, they say, well, you know, they don't want to use, waste any, um, you know, mental power on deciding on what they're going to wear today. They just, you know, go with it. What is your personal opinion on that?
1: I don't know. You know, I think some people like to do that. I think it does help you with brand recognition. To be at least very consistent with what you wear, not that it has to be the same thing all the time, um, but there may be some consistency with what you wear as a professional person. I think I tend to do that myself, you know. Um, but I don't wear the same thing all the time. It would be boring <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does help with recognition. And I've heard people say, you know, you should wear your brand colors, but you know. Right. You know, my brand color is yellow, and I'm not walking around wearing bright yellow. I mean, it's part of my personality. It's my sunshine, freedom, and love for sure, yeah. but um, it doesn't uh, it doesn't look good on me. <laughs>
0: Nice. <laughs> I have nice. mixed
1: feelings about that, I think you should do whatever works for you that way, you know,
0: oh, for sure, for sure, um you know to kind of obviously you're taking photos, you're bringing out personnels, you're bringing out emotions, you know you're doing your best with lighting and hair and makeup to bring out their best style and approach. Where is the line drawn when it comes to the world of photoshop? i mean it's very hard to distinguish. What's real and what's fake in the world of, you know, uh, photography? You know, for example, I have a uncle and he's up in upper Wisconsin and he takes uh, photos of, of lighthouses, but then he puts them in like the most odd locations. And, <laughs> and, but it works, you know, cause it's just in just so overload of like crazy Photoshop that it's like, you know, if I didn't know this lighthouse, it could be there, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in the middle of the lake on this, like, one, you know, peninsula of rock. You know, but, um, you know, where, where do you draw the line? Do you do Photoshop or you just try to get the raw, relevant, you know, kind of shot out of that individual at that given moment?
1: I like to keep it as real as possible. However, when I get someone in my studio and I shine these bright lights on you, every little pore every little hair, every little fleck of everything shows. (laughs) So in real life, people don't see this static, non-moving image, right? So what I typically tend to do is I soften up the skin a little bit, I'll brighten up the eyes, maybe sharpen them a little bit to make them pop out a little bit more. Um, I'll do very subtle enhancements. If there's a couple hairs that are really out of whack, I'll fix that. I don't do a lot of Photoshopping. Okay. Um, I really think that it's important that you look like you, right, um you know, just a polished version of you, just because hey, you know you're being seen and you're you know in a picture, it's very static, so you don't have the opportunity to talk or any of those other things, you're not moving, you know, so I gotta make sure your hair's looking good and in place, you know, I want your eyes to come out because I want people to make that eye connection that we talked about before. Um, So I work on that a little bit. So the stuff I do in Photoshop is very subtle.
0: Yeah. You know, and and for me personally, like when I was a kid, I went in for like uh, to slam dunks, uh, you know, basketball in a hoop that was lower. I totally whiffed and I went face first into the ground and my tooth, my front tooth went in and I didn't tell my parents and obviously it died. And so I got a root canal and all that stuff. And so (laughs) I know very, very
1: (laughs) detailed
0: story. (laughs) There's, there's a, there's a, there's a message here I'm trying to get to here. I'm I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get there. I'm just reliving it. Now I'm emotional. Um, so anyway, so I get the real canal, all that stuff as time progresses. That tooth is not as good as i would like it to be now obviously i could get dental work and all this stuff but you know whatever there's all these other complications and stuff when somebody comes out and says hey stacy they tell you the story of them getting you know their face wrecked when they're in the third grade um and there's underlying problem that they're very self-conscious of do you go okay you know i can i can try to even that out for you or are you just like you know what it, it is who it, you know you are who you are rocket you know where where's that balance
1: I feel like you are who you are rocket, okay. but I do understand that some people are very self-conscious about certain things. Sure. So I'm willing to cross that line a little bit. If they have to have that in order to feel comfortable with putting themselves out there, because I think, you know, when you get your photograph done, you have to feel comfortable putting it out there. Yeah. And, um, I do go through a process of, you know, letting them help. I help them choose the picture that they're going to use for their headshot. And then we talk about how it how it fits with their with their words and how you know is what they're expressing the right thing that they want their viewer to see. So really, it's more about that. But you know, like if it sticks out like a sore thumb and all the attention is drawn to the tooth or whatever it is, I would say, well, let's just settle that down a little bit because in real life, people aren't going to stare at your tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm <laughs> right now. really white. Well,
0: that was, you know, and the bad part is that was. Oh man, that was early in this podcasting venture. I mean, we were in Mexico. I hired a photographer and I went off property. My parents thought I was going to get kidnapped and killed and all this stuff. It obviously worked out and she was great. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things we all have insecurities. And, and you know, to kind of piggyback off of that, a mutual friend of ours, Sarah Crowley, um, she's a personal stylist, uh, owner of Fad uh, Consulting LLC, author of the Fuel Be- Beauty Full Seven Steps to Allowing Natural Beauty. She says this People don't see their own beauty. Beauty, people like people that are comfortable in their own skin. And it's truthful, you know, and I think that's why there's a lot of life in this uh, conversation between you and me because people like to see people in their own skin, you know, being themselves. Um, but it is it, when you know that you're going to be putting this photo all over the place. Um, <laughs> it's challenging. Now, what do you say, say to those individuals that are like, "Hey, I took a great photo. Should I be consistent through my marketing, or should I should I jazz it up? You know, should LinkedIn be this, and you know, Facebook should be that? What do you feel about the the social media approach or the online approach to putting your face out there?
1: Well, this is what I think. You know, we live in a world where. Faces zoom by us. We see probably thousands of faces a day when we're online. Yeah, Being consistent with your picture, I think is very important for your recognizability. You know, the more touch points you have with somebody, you know, the more recognizable you are when you're going to see somebody over and over again in different places, you know, from LinkedIn to Instagram to whatever. Um, I personally use the same picture everywhere on all my social media profiles and on uh, my personal and my business as well. Um, I know that not everybody does that. I, you know, as I think as long as you're very recognizable, but I think it helps you to be more recognizable to use the same image everywhere. Yeah. No, I
0: think there's value to that. Cause like you said, everybody is cruising around and if you can keep on recognizing those same faces um, yeah. it, it'll only help you so let's uh, let's transition here into the the business owner that is listening to this and they love they love this conversation, but they 're like okay i don 't have access to you. What can I do to make sure that i 'm bringing out the best now obviously, you have headshot turned on and turn offs and I want to kind of start um, with one of the the things that you state that um, is is kind of uh, unique and I thought I guess my idea was a little different one of the steps you say this the picture that includes more than your head and your shoulders is a turn off. Why do you feel that um, showing more body in a headshot is not ideal?
1: I think the problem with it is recognizability more than anything. You know, when you see, say you're on your telephone and you're looking at someone's image online, if someone has a picture of them where their head, their shoulders, they're down to their waist, you can't hardly even see their face. So that takes away the recognizability. And that's why I think it's a little bit of a turn turnoff. Like, who is this? I can't see their face. Say somebody's trying to, you know, connect with you on LinkedIn and you're on your phone. And you're like, you kind of recognize the name, but you can't see their face. You're like, who is this person? Yeah. You know, where did I meet this person? If they didn't leave you a personal message, like, hey, I met you last night at blah, blah blah. You know, so I think it's important that your profile picture is your head and shoulders. Okay. Uh just because you need to be recognizable and that's just because this is the world we live in. We're looking at telephone. People are using their phones more than their computers.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can't see you can't see the person's face and that's really important.
0: Yeah, and phones are getting to the point of almost more expensive <laughs> than computers, which is just insane.
1: Insane.
0: $1,000 is craziness. Um <laughs> so and what do you what do you suggest for people that have not updated their photo in a while. What what is the the rule? Is it every year, every three years, ten years? What what's what do you feel is ideal to keep a current picture of yourself as you grow throughout the years?
1: I think really, if it looks like you today, you're cool. It, even okay. if it's a couple years old, if you haven't changed much, if your hairstyle hasn't changed much, you know, you haven't changed your hair color, your glasses, and uh, you haven't aged very much. You know, it can last longer than a couple of years. Um, but I think, in, as a general rule, every couple years, or if you're one of those people that changes your look a lot, you might want to do it a little bit more often. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what do you say to the people that are uh, going to go? Okay, I'm going to find somebody to take my headshot. What What should they look for in a photographer, especially when it comes to headshots? You know, what What price range? What what uh, you know? Background? Should you look at testimonials? Should you be looking at obviously previous headshots? You know, a connection—is that the most important? What do you What do you feel is the best way to go about this?
1: I think um, you know it's great if you know the photographer, right? Because there's a comfort level established between you and the photographer that you know. True. So that's that's one thing to consider. Um, the other thing is is go online, uh, punch some names in, or ask some friends if that you you know you like the pictures their friends have. Uh, check out the photographer online, look at their pictures, see if those, those pictures are saying something to you. Um, you know, does that person have a bunch of headshots that you can look at and go and be kind of wowed by those. Um, and then definitely look at testimonials. Um, testimonials are, are great. And then you can, you know, you can really see what, what do other people say about this person? What was their experience with this other person? Um, you know, and then talk, call the photographer, see if you can have a, a conversation with them. Oftentimes I get call I get calls from people and they're like, I want to get in for a headshot tomorrow. <laughs> and that doesn't work for me because I want to know a little bit more about you. I want to prepare you for your headshot. I want to make sure that you have the right clothing, um, that you're mentally and mentally prepared, that you're Physically, you know, you're not tired, you're hydrated, you just haven't been in the sun all day yesterday. You know, there's a lot of things that I like to prepare people with. So I think it's really important that the photographer doesn't just say, Oh, yeah, come on in. Because then they don't know you, they don't know what you want. They don't know what you're using the picture for. They're not preparing you. And they're not preparing themselves. So someone that you talk to and, and you feel comfortable with that they understand that you're trying to project an effective image to help you sell yourself in your business. And if you don't have a conversation, like if the photographer doesn't have a conversation with you, that's definitely not a good idea. So, you know, you got to feel comfortable, you got to like their stuff and you got to have a conversation that makes it feel like the right fit.
0: Cool. And then two more questions here. Uh, number one, on the, the specifics of a photo, your photo that I'm looking at is on a back background. Obviously, mine is in a nature setting. Uh, some people use a white background. How do you choose which background is right for that indiv- indiv- individual client? And what can the person that's listening choose to make sure it's fitting for them? If they are maybe using uh, somebody that's not, you know, they're using a family friend or somebody that's in art school, that's a cousin or something. You know, to kind of make those decisions to make sure it works out and looks good.
1: Sure. Um, typically, I tend to like a plain background because I think it's less distracting from you. Sure. I really want to make sure that you are what um, shows in the picture. So I really like to use white, gray, or black. Now, choice-wise, it depends. I use the black in mine because I wanted that contrast with my hair and my glasses. I knew it would really make me pop. So oh, nice. I think of what makes the person pop out more. I also think about like, if someone's really heavy and they're wearing black, if I put them up against a white background, they're going to look giant. Sure. You know, if they say that black is thinning. Well, it's not when you got a white background. So if someone comes in <laughs> and they look great in black, they need to be photographed in black. I'm going to maybe use like a darker gray, okay. you know, or even maybe even a, a, you know, some form of black even, and then just light do the lighting so that they still separate from the background. So, so that, uh, I prefer to stick with the white, gray and black as a general rule, Sure. Um, you know, and then it, it depends upon what they're wearing and what they look like and, the, and it depends upon their brand. Where's this picture going to be used on their website? You know, would just would just black not be right? You know, would it just not work with the rest of their branding? Um, and then we have to work with clothing and stuff like that to make that to make it work.
0: No, okay, valid stuff, and, and I agree with you with the less distracting background. Um, your photo represents what you explained very well. Uh, black background, you're wearing like a black shirt with kind of a gray or, you know, kind of uh ruffled shirt over it, black glasses. And you do, you pop, um, significantly, uh, in your photo. And I think it's great. It, it really pulls out your personality. Now, again, I know you on a personal level, but, <laughs> but for the people that may come across it, they will like it cause it's warm and friendly and, and, you know, exciting and, and, and a fresh picture. So, um, is, am I missing anything in the world of photography? I mean, we're going to pivot here into your own personal business and stuff like that. But I just I just want to make sure that I'm not missing anything that could be beneficial to the audience that's listening
1: in. I just think the most important thing is to not wrap your head around, you know, get too distracted by like, oh, I have a couple wrinkles or, oh, I don't like that smile. To, to, to separate yourself When you're looking at your picture, have someone else to discuss that, that the meaning and the emotion and the feeling that that picture brings to make sure that you're sending the right message to your viewer. I think that's the most important thing is that 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 good, confident message is sent to the viewer.
0: And for the listener, I would suggest um, in time, if you do plan to get a new headshot, re-listen to this episode in particular to just get back to some of those tips and tactics that you can use to bring out your best best face forward uh, in in your endeavors. So the question I have for you is is about your business. Obviously. Look, the people who are listening to this. 90% of the people are small business owners, entrepreneurs, influencers, people are kind of getting going and, and diving deeper into making their business come to life. And, and through your transactions of, of j- jumping in different industries and kind of finding your way, what was the hardest part of finding and, and ca- carving out your own personal niche? Because as everybody says, you know, find your niche, find your niche, own that niche. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, that's challenging because in the beginning, when you're so niche, it's hard to get business because people aren't really looking for that at that time. Um, so, kind of walk us through how you you grew your business and, and what you're doing today.
1: Wow, well, yeah, it is very difficult. For one thing, I you get a lot of advice, and I'm sure you know this, Jake. You get a lot of advice from people who have no clue about business. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> they tell you to do this, they tell you yeah. to do that, like photograph families, you know, do this, right.
0: do that. Do weddings, I, it's lucrative, yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, you know, so I learned to tune some of that out and try to stay true to what I really wanted to do. Um, and at the same time, it wasn't completely like, can I just do headshots and make a living? So I did have to do other stuff um, in the beginning. And, you know, as I started getting more of the headshot work and the um, I call it like business personality work where I help people with their business personality online, as I started getting more of that work, I was able to push more of the other work aside because, yes, you have to make money. You know, you can't just be in business and keep spending money and, you know, you have to make a living. So I think that was that's one of the hardest things. I also hired a business coach. I have had several business coaches. I've had a life coach I am constantly reading constantly learning, constantly you know working on my customer experience working on my my environment in my studio uh, trying to be a better communicator always searching for ways to be better cool. and I think that's really important especially when you're in a niche but you know, being in a niche is great because and then, you know, working on your message to express to people what you do in your own unique way uh, that took time to figure out what how to say what I was doing because I didn't know how to say it. And now it's like it, it, it's getting easier and easier. and My marketing is getting easier and everything is starting to flow. And I, I guess the biggest thing is it takes time and a lot of effort
0: what um out of all those people you connected with and and obviously it shows through you personally that you are continuously growing and you know involving and wanting to bring your best self forward um obviously not only to serve thyself but to serve others and in that progression i guess what was uh, it it's i i think i know the answer to this but is was there one coach That absolutely blew the doors open to you, or was it just every coach, every interaction that you met was just like another step up, you know? And you just kind of progressed better and better each day.
1: I think it was a combination of things, but definitely uh, Maggie Mongan. I highly recommend her. (laughs) She's been coaching me for two years. She helped me through the worst times of my life. I went through a divorce, and I went through uh, um, the death of my mom and. And, um, I was going through that, that had all happened before I met her, but having her be understanding on the spiritual level and, uh, you know, there's so many levels of understanding and, and the way she can help, she helped to guide me through that process. And I think part of my struggles were those personal struggles really affected my business too. And it took me longer than maybe somebody who didn't go through those things. I don't know. Maybe not, you know. But definitely that having a business coach was like the number one thing that um, helped catapult the business.
0: Good. And how do you bring your best self forward? Obviously, when you're working with your clients, you need to – be comfortable, but for you to do that, it's it's not easy. Just to be like, oh, I'm going to be comfortable, so then they're comfortable. I mean, you need to really uh-huh. work at it. And also, too, you know, as you said before, you're preparing the the uh, customer to make sure that they're not in the sun and all those things. You're prepping them, but also you're prepping yourself. I mean, you have a big morning or afternoon with a client that that's going to be there for a couple of hours to get that perfect shot. What do you do to make sure that you're bringing your best foot forward uh, for yourself and for them?
1: I um I do my best at trying to get to know them a little bit beforehand. Um and you know, I I go over things in my head, you know, like what am I gonna do? Like so once in a while I'll I'll have someone call me that I've never met before and I've only had a phone conversation with. And so when they come in, um, you know, I just have to be prepared, ask them some questions, make sure they feel comfortable, are they hungry, are they thirsty, do they need anything? And I show them around the studio and You know, I guess I'm really down to earth, so it's not that hard for me to establish a comfort level with people. But I definitely prepare myself mentally. I got to be well rested. I got to have everything set up and ready, and feel like my place is clean. And you know, when people walk in, they I want them to be wowed. Cool. Um, So yeah, but it is it's it's actually really not that hard for me to make people comfortable.
0: Sure. And what is the hardest thing that you have gone through in the progression of? continuing to grow your business and reach out to new people and to kind of keep on, you know, beating that drum of, of bringing in new customers in through the door.
1: Oh, I think the heart, can you rephrase that?
0: Yeah, just the hardest part um, through the progression of, of of bringing in new new customers. You know, is it was it a lot of self-reflection on exactly your marketing plan? Was it a lot of understanding of who you are and who you want to bring in? Was it a lot of internal battles between, um, you know, what you wanted to bring to the world versus what was going on internally of saying, well, it's not going to work and all those different types of uh, internal chatter that we all kind of go, you know, that we have kind of Swirling in our brain. Um, Obviously, you've gone through a lot. Divorce. You lost your mother. Um, I can only imagine. uh, You know the mental uh, chatter that was going on during those times. Um, So I'm just, I'm just looking for, I guess, a kind of clarity in those regards of of building your business up because there's people that are listening that have gone through something or they're struggling or they're not making the income that they want and they're just like, oh my gosh, this is not working. It's not working. And obviously this book and this podcast is giving them insight into great things, but also there's a lot of internal things that we're pushing past.
1: I agree. I think, you know what, there's a lot of struggles, but internal struggles are one of the most difficult because sometimes we think we're not good enough. Um, you know that we can't charge what we're worth, that you know, or what we think we're worth. Um, you know, I guess the financial part was—it was like the financials and the inner chatter. I, I guess those would be the two most difficult things, and getting through that and pushing forward no matter what through that time frame, and then, like I said, having a coach to help me, and I also meditate. And that really helps to um, push that mental chatter out and just keep going forward. You know, there were times when I didn't pay myself for almost, (laughs) it's like, I'm embarrassed to say how long it took me to pay myself. Three and a half years before I paid myself. But you got to understand that I was buying equipment. Sure. I built a studio. I was paid a lot of money for a business coach. (laughs) I paid a lot of money for help and many, you know, I I had a techno, I have a techno, a a technology coach as well. And, um, you know, those people helped me get through a lot of that because I just kept saying, you know what, I'm going to keep spending the money to push me forward, push me forward. And then I read profit first, by the way, which I highly recommend. Have you read that book? I have not. No. Okay. You need to get this book profit first. I can't remember. Author's name right now. That's okay. But um, it's a way to separate, divide your money so that you can pay yourself.
0: Hmm. And
1: I just started doing that in July. Nice. And I've been paying myself every week since.
0: Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, it just shows that this it's not as great and and easy as as it seems on t v you know it's not yeah. this progressive you know um up and to the right mentality of the stock market it There are so <laughs> many zigs and zags and and it stinks for a while and you lose your path i mean myself too and and along yep. with all these authors that are part of this book and just in life it's not easy to venture off onto your own abyss. And to own a, a space and to rock it, it's challenging. It really is. But if you keep on surrounding yourself with good people, good ideas, you know, keep feeding yourself that awesome content, you will separate yourself from you, to, you know, from your competition. And it'll only enhance who you are as a person. And look at all the skills and tools you learned along the way. You know, because of those By struggles.
1: <laughs> yeah, you missed the phone call last night for the, I, the group, for the uh, author group, and that's okay. I mean, you get to listen to it online, but. Uh, you know we are going to be marketing kings and queens here with all this stuff. We have so much to accomplish. Yeah, yeah,
0: we re- really do.
1: But it's um, going to be great. It's yeah, it great it fun. Will. It's a great learning experience being a part of a of a book like this. Yeah, it's been a tremendous experience, and I, I all the authors just amazing people.
0: Yeah, they really are. And the great part is, is that we're. I mean. The, the listener is obviously reaping the reward of, of, uh, of us you know, honing our craft and mm-hmm. allowing them to use that as tools for their own personal toolbox. So as we kind of wind down here, um, obviously the book is called Brilliant Breakthroughs. What was your biggest breakthrough that got you to where you are today? Wow. <laughs> Un- just, just for the audience, there is no preparation. Like everybody asks me, Jake, you know, what are the questions you're going to ask me? And I'm like, I, I don't tell anybody these questions because I, I really want the raw, raw self. And so it's funny when when I know a question is coming up and I'm always like waiting, I'm like, huh, they could either jump into the pool really quick and just like answer it really <laughs> fast or they just go, whoa, okay. <laughs> oh, my
1: biggest breakthrough, I think, was, you know what I think it was, is realizing that you can do Anything if you put your mind to it and don't get off track and distracted by listening to the chatter in your head and all the crap that other people tell you to do. Keep your focus, you can do it. Cool. Yeah, I heard a
0: quote today that piggybacked that focus plus time equals genius or greatness, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) And it's and and it's true, you know. Um You you got to keep your your eye on the prize and and you know why not you why not us you know for the whole audience that's listening why not us to create an awesome business that we love
1: and, yeah uh, live the life you want totally. live the dream you want there's no there's nothing stopping you but the chatter in your head and learn to say no to all the other crap that people throw at you, <laughs> you that you don't really want or need.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say I uh, honor you because, obviously, of of the things that you went through personally, but also you are carving a cool path uh, for your daughter, right? You have a daughter?
1: Yes, 18-year-old.
0: Awesome. And, you know, she is watching you from afar. And even though she's in her own world, uh, <laughs> I can imagine that she's peeking in and seeing what you're doing. And, uh, to, to have a business that you're proud of, a business that you love, um, I know that she's only going to reap the rewards and to understand that she is capable of more too when she sees you as a, uh, a leader and a teacher. So, um, I appreciate that in you. Uh, more than you would even know, as as coming from a father of three young kids. So, um, you're you're pretty awesome, and I appreciate you taking the time for joining us on this episode. Um, uh, Stacy, how can people find out more about you? Look at examples, see what you're doing, and and get connected.
1: Um, my website is a great place: com um, and then I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Google Plus, I'm on Twitter, <laughs> Stacy Cop Photo, if you look me up. If you Google my name, you'll find me all over.
0: Cool. Cool. Awesome, Stacey. Well, I appreciate you and uh till the next time we connect.
1: Well, Jake, thank you so much for having me on your show. And I believe that you are gonna are a fabulous role model for your children as well. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thanks. It's been fun.
0: Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thanks again to Stacy for coming on the show and, of course, giving us some wisdom in the world of a headshot, the world of profile pictures, of how to bring out a personality, how to find the right person, all that great stuff. So hopefully that inspires you to maybe do a little refresh in your own personal headshot or profile, whatever you want to call it. So with that being said, I appreciate you guys for taking the time. If this show provided some value for you and your small business, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review for the show and make sure you hit that subscribe button. It'd be greatly appreciated and if you know of a small, another small business owner that could use some guidance or help or you feel that this show would fit their needs, Please share it with a friend. That's the best type type of advertising, as you know, as a business owner, uh, to go on out and to reach new people. So, with that being said, I thank you. You want to connect with us? Again, go to your app store, type in Brilliant Biz Book B I Z of course Book, and uh, download it for free. Check us out, find all that fun jazz, and of course, if you want those one hundred free tips, head on over to our Bitly link B I T period L Y forward slash Brilliant Biz book, all capital B's, and until next time, keep on being brilliant, do something freaking awesome in your own personal business, and go out there and serve the world with your own business, your message, your branding to make an impact on somebody's life today. We'll catch you guys later. I appreciate you. See ya.